Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Justin Herney, and actually, beside me today is Isaac Weaver. We got a studio that we might be using consistently. How are you doing today, Isaac? I am good. Yeah, it's pretty warm outside for November right now. Yeah, okay. So, that was a weird intro, but let's get right into it. Episode 2, JNI Sports. Last time we were talking about hockey, so let's just jump right back into that. But we do have some other topics to cover as well. So, power rankings in the NHL. Thinking about it, which teams are do you think has the best power, like have the most momentum going into the... We've played about 10 games now. Yeah. So, which teams are you looking, looking at to see to push deep runs into the playoffs? And of course, our Montreal Canadiens have the... At the, at the time of recording this, have the best record in the league. 9-0-1. Yes, not a single loss in regulation, and... Well, Isaac, why do you think that, why do you think that's happening? Well, I think Price is definitely a key factor. He's been playing really well lately. Mm-hmm, and uh, their backup goalie, Al Montoya, who they acquired from, I believe, Florida last year. We talked about him yeah. in our last podcast with their win streak that ended after one game. But, uh, one game after we talked about it. But, uh, I guess it was two games and an 11-game win streak. Uh, yeah, so he, they both been big, as well as, uh, uh, Byron and Galli and Ch- uh, Galchenyuk had been very big for the yeah. Canadians. Uh, the Sens, Detroit, and the Rangers, uh, not much of a... N- really no surprises in the Eastern top teams. Now, for the bottom teams in the East, Leafs. Mm, not a surprise there, despite the pickup of Austin Matthews. What do you think yeah. about him? I mean, they thought... Yeah. Yeah, they thought he'd... They thought he could change things, and... Well, you know, everybody knows what happened in his debut. Four goals, and they still lost. I believe in overtime it was, but still, they still lost when... The rookie scored four goals in his debut. You you just you can't lose after that happens, but they did. Yeah. Uh, Florida, which is actually a surprise to me after how well they played last year in the regular season. Uh, Buffalo, New York, those kind of guys. Not much of yeah. a surprise. Sports Illustrated actually had uh, Buffalo rated higher than Montreal. Wow. In this season, like consider considerably better. And, oh, sorry about that. And, well, we say whack to Sports Illustrated. Um, we say whack to their rating systems. All right, so, the, looking at the West. Now, this has been a surprise story. Edmonton has actually been playing well so far this year. What do you think about that, Isaac? Yeah, I think they've been playing really well. And I think if they keep this up, then maybe they might have a shot at playoffs and maybe even a Stanley Cup. Yeah, so what's changed? Because they got rid of Taylor Hall and Nyla Yakupov. How did how would that have made them any better? Other than the f- obvious fact that Taylor Hall, um, there was some chemistry issues there. What was wrong with Yakupov? I'm not really sure about Yakupov because I don't watch the Oilers very close, but I think... Um, the pickup of Milan Lucic was definitely pretty big for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lucic, uh, not my favorite player, as you can probably imagine as a Habs fan, neither with Isaac, but, you know. You know what? He, he's been doing 
okay this season. So, and he's playing for a Canadian team, so I'm not gonna question it. All right, uh, looking at the Wild, Chicago, Chicago, not much of a surprise. The Sharks, Stanley Cup losers. Uh, they had a great season last year, so we should expect this out of them. Now, the Western bottom teams, the teams that are not playing so well. Now, this was a real surprise. The Predators are not playing well after picking up P.K. Subban on a questionable trade, to say the least. Um, in Just before P.K. Subban's no-trade no clause kicked in, they actually ended up trading him to the Preds for Shea Weber. And at the time, I wasn't very happy about this trade because I was thinking... Weber doesn't fit Montreal's system at all, and he still doesn't. He's, like, Montreal's a very good skating team, and Weber, although he's a very good player, I'm not questioning that. He played for Canada, the Olympics, very, very good player. But, uh, he's not a good skater, so I was worried about that. And I was thinking, well, maybe they should trade him for Yossi or something. But that didn't end up happening. So what do you think about the how Weber and has been playing compared to Subban this year, Isaac? I mean, I definitely, when they first heard about the trade, I was furious, but lately, I mean, P I haven't seen much from P.K. Subban since he moved to the Preds, and yeah, Shea Weber special. has actually been doing really well. Yeah. Um, okay, the Stars, another team that's been struggling of late, despite Ty Tyler Sagan and all those guys, Jamie Benn, uh... Pretty surprised there. The Kings, also a, a similar team to the Stars, also struggling in, you know, the Coyotes, that kind of thing. All right, so moving on to our second segment of the podcast, we've now got, well, Isaac doesn't know much about this, but we're talking about, in the NBA, are the Golden State Warriors better or worse after the pickup of Kevin Durant? Now, I'll, I'll intro this, because Isaac doesn't really follow the NBA that much, but he knows enough about basketball, like a little bit about gameplay, just enough to actually talk about this. He just gave me a thumbs up. Absolutely. Yes. So, uh, in free agency this year, Kevin Durant ended up signing with the Golden State Warriors. Now, when many people saw this, they started freaking out because, oh my gosh, the Warriors just broke the record for the most wins in an NBA regular season last year. And now they added one of the best players in the league. How is anybody going to be able to beat them? And the problem is, well, they they lost their first game of the season this year because they were forced to give up one of their better shot blockers on the inside, uh, Andrew Bogut, and they had to trade him the Mavs for cap space. So what we're going to look at here is why they might be better and why they might be worse. So looking at it, Isaac, you know who Kevin Durant is. Yes. Pretty much everybody does who follows basketball vaguely. And he is obviously one of the best players in the game, like I already said. So that by itself is going to make a team better. Harrison Barnes was the Warriors' shakiest starter last year, for sure. And they replaced him with this superstar caliber player that is obviously going to make a team better. And their perimeter defense is now much better. Harrison Barnes, again, good player, but Durant is still better than him in pretty much every aspect of the game. And third of all, they're shooting. Uh, Durant is, again, better than Barnes at shooting, but it's the, it's where they're lacking in 
uh, talent, and that's where the big problem is. Like I said, they have very, very good perimeter defense this season, but they have very, very poor paint defense. And they ended up picking up uh, JaVale McGee. Uh, yes, off Shaqed in a full MVP, often joked about, but he is a decent player. And, sorry, it seems like I'm on a monologue here. Isaac, you have anything to add? No. Alright then. Um, so, uh, the Spurs exposed the Warriors in their first game, beating them by 29 points. And we saw in that game, um, people kept attacking, they kept attacking the paint, and the Warriors couldn't do anything about it. They let 139 points in against them, and the main brunt of their attack, the Spurs' attack, was in the paint. So, uh, Isaac doesn't know much about basketball, but uh, how do you think a team can win without any rim protection? I don't know what rim protection is. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, how do you think they can win if they don't have people defending close to the basket? Well, I think that if they don't have... Well, they should definitely work on getting some defense to the basket. Yeah. And also, for like, keeping it in more offense. Yeah, that's the problem, though, because now that they... Good job. Um, but now that they've signed, uh, they've signed a superstar, nobody's going to help them. Like, they're kind of on their own, unless somebody wants to sign with them for cheap. So, they've kind of put themselves on an island here. But, uh, that's not the biggest issue. I think the biggest issue is they have no depth. And Isaac plays soccer, so he understands what it's like to not have any good substitutes. Sure, they got maybe David West and uh, JaVale McGee coming off the bench, but they don't have any consistent, like, super consistent bench players that can carry them when their starters are on the bench. Like, how, Isaac, how is a team going, to, especially in basketball, which is a lot more fast-paced than soccer, how are they, how do you think they are going to be able to manage that? How are they going to manage that? I mean, it sounds like they're going to need to make some changes. It never feels good when you only have one person playing and then everyone else just, like, sitting around. Well, it's they've got more four players in the in the starting lineup that that are superstars. Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and, of course, Kevin Durant. But uh, that I don't think that's the biggest problem because they're all... Ste- they're, they can all play well even when they're tired. But on a short basis of time. But if they're going to be doing that all season long, then they're going to have some problems. So, wrapping that up, we're just going to do... uh, We're just going to say, wait and see how they do, because it's still too early to judge the Warriors, but when it comes to playoff time, they might struggle. Because the team will have at least four games in a row to figure them out. And by the time the end of the season rolls around, they should have had more than enough time already. Alright, so last, uh, neither of us really follows baseball, but a big event happened yesterday. And it, well, as we're recording this, it's Thursday, November 3rd. But uh, the Cubs won the World Series. The first win after 108 years of championship drought. How do you feel about that, Isaac? I mean, that's a long time to have been playing, or that's a long time in between your last 
win, and I didn't even know the MLB has been going on for that long. Oh yeah, it's been around since I believe, I think it's been around since maybe late 1800s, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's been around since, it, it's been around since at least then. And uh, the World Series started in 1903, I saw that. So the Cubs won the fifth ever World Series, and then now they won the 2016 World Series in extra innings yesterday. So, so now let's look at some other championship draws just to compare. Uh, there's a few other ones I like to see. Uh, the Leafs in hockey, pretty obvious one. They think it was, I think they lasted one in the 60s. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, um, that was a fun one. Uh, what else? Uh, the Cleveland Indians, who they're actually playing against in the finals uh, the, of the World Series. Uh, they've had a pretty long one as well, though. I believe the second longest in MLB history. Uh, I believe it's almost 70 years now. Pretty close to 70 years. Um, the Sacramento Kings... In the NBA, uh, they haven't won once ever since they've been the Sacramento Kings. He's an astrophysicist, and he tweets out facts about stuff. Um, we're, we got his Twitter here. So, we're just going to read off some facts about that happened since the last time the Cubs won the World Series. So, I'm going to read one. Or no, let's do two and two. Okay. So, the last time the Cubs won the World Series, the existence of the Atom had only been recently established. The last time the Cubs won the World Series, the Wright brothers were debating if aeroplanes, spelled with A-E-R-O... Oh my gosh. That's so <laughs> weird. Um, could ever fly from New York City to Paris. <laughs> My goodness. The last time the Chicago Cubs won the World Series, the periodic table had only 85 elements on it. And since the last time the Chicago Cubs won the World Series, the cosmic object known as Pluto was not yet discovered. Yeah, Pluto hadn't been discovered. This is just telling you how long it's been since they won a championship. Uh, last time they won, Mark Twain was still alive. Uh, that's not a good one. Uh, five years after the Chicago Cubs won the World Series in 1908, Henry Ford perfected the moving assembly line. That's the Henry Ford. The modern planetarium was invented 15 years after the Chicago Cubs last won the World Series. You get one more. The expanding universe was discovered by Edwin Hubble 21 years after the Chicago Cubs won La the World Series. And there, last time they won the series, three years would pass before the discovery of the atomic nucleus. And one more, I believe, for Isaac. And the last one, Haley's Comet at or Halley's Comet, has appeared twice in our sky since the last time the Chicago Cubs have won the World Series. Yeah. A lot of time has passed since they last won. 108 years. Of course, 
Now it hasn't even been 24 hours by the time we're recording this. But that pretty much wraps up this show. Thank you for sticking with us till the end. Uh, we're not sure how this is going to work, but we're hoping to be able to do this at least once every month. If we're able to. So, I'm Justin Herney. I'm Isaac Ludu. This is JNR Sports. Thanks for listening. All stats, stories, scores, rosters, whatever, are all up to date as of November 3rd, 2016 at 4.22pm. And we will see you next time.